assigned to burglary division. You get a call that an important piece of religious art has been stolen from the oldest church in Newark. There's no lead to its whereabouts. Your job, find it. For the next 30 minutes in cooperation with the Newark Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. December 21st, 
What did you get Faye, Gino? I got her a sewing machine. Oh, that's romantic. Well, it is in a way. Why didn't you buy her a catcher's mitt? <laughs> Burglary, Friday. Yeah, that's right. You got the right department. All right, Father. We'll be right down. No, you can tell us about it there. Goodbye. Hey, Joe. Who is that? Yeah, that was the old Mission Church. They've had a theft. Uh, collection money? Statue of the baby Jesus. Frank and I checked out of the office and rode over to the church at the corner of uh, 44th and Franklin. The old Mission Plaza, founded in 1781. The outside was typical early Jesuit design, complete with mission arches. It was made of gray stone. They called it the Queen of the Roses. 10.05. Gino and I crossed through the courtyard. It used to be the old stable, but the Jesuit priest changed all that when it became a mission. Stonemasons paved the stable floor and made it into a courtyard. They planted grapevines, trees, and flowers. A young priest crossed the courtyard to meet us. He'd been sitting on a stone bench reading his morning prayers, as priests had done here for 172 years. We asked for Xavier Gamborini, who had communicated with us. We were told he was inside. We entered a side door. The church seemed to glow with the hundreds of votive candles flickering on both sides of the altar and at the shrine throughout the church. It was empty except for a few people praying. Surrounding the main altar were several old oil paintings in gold frames. The air was heavy with the scent of Advent flowers. We found Father Gamborini near the sanctuary looking at the nativity scene. He told us about the crib. It was a $70 duplication of the scene at Bethlehem. The parishioners had taken up a collection for it 31 years ago. It was put up every year on December 22nd and taken down after the holy season. It was beautiful, except that one of the shepherds had lost an arm, the sheep was old and cracked, and the baby Jesus was missing. Father Gambarini led us back into the sacristy. I'm sorry to bother you men. Uh, it's all right, Father. Especially now, the holiday season. Yeah, it's all right, Father. We cash our checks. You want to tell us what happened? Uh, or what you think happened. I discovered the statue was missing right after the 6 o'clock Mass. Uh, did you say the 6 o'clock Mass? Yes. I started over towards the rectory and stopped by the crib. Uh, was the statue there before Mass? I don't know. But it was there last night. How late is the church open? All night. You leave it wide open so that any thief can walk in? Particularly thieves, Sergeant. So you say it was there last night, Father. How late? Ten or eleven o'clock. We had confessions. Uh, no one saw it after that? One of the altar boys, he says it may have been there. He thinks it was... Did he see it? He's not sure. What's his name? Pardon me. 
His name is Pardon Me? No, his name's not Pardon Me. Here, let me go look at the schedule. Ah, here's the schedule. You'll find the names for every Mass there. Was there a big crowd at the six o'clock Mass, Father? Not too many. Seven's the big one. People on their way to work. Did anyone stay after Mass? Did you notice? Not especially. I came back here, took off the vestments. I suppose it was ten or fifteen minutes before I went back into the church. So it was empty then? No. People were coming in for the seven o'clock. Uh, are these the altar boys, James Corrine and Joseph Hefferman? That's right. Joe's the one who mentioned it might have been there. Did you check with the other priest, Father? Before I called you, I did. None of them knows anything about it. Uh, just uh, for a check on the pawn shops, uh, how much is the statue worth? In money? Well, uh, that's the point in pawn shops, Father. Only a few dollars. We could get a new one, but it wouldn't be the same. We've had all the children in the parish. They've grown up and married. It's the only Jesus they've ever known. Ah, uh, we understand. And we've had children who died, and it was the only Jesus they ever knew. So many of the people who come here are simple people. They wouldn't understand, Sergeant. Be like changing the evening star. We'll do our best, Father. That's why it would mean so much to have it back for the first Mass on Christmas. That's not very long, Father. Ah, uh, less than 24 hours. If anything turns up here, you know where to get in touch with us. Yes, it's sad. Isn't it? How's that? In so short a time, men learn to steal. Yeah, but consider us, Father. Us? If some of them didn't, you and I'd be out of work. Ten fifty a.m. We notified pawn shop detail. Gino and I checked out the two altar boys. The first one, James Kareen, said he knew nothing about the missing statue. The second one, Joseph Heffernan, was not at home. His father said he had a part-time job, but he'd have to get him in touch with us right after lunch. By 11.30 a.m., we'd run out of book procedure. We had a man to find, our only clue. He'd been to church. 11.33 a.m., we checked the phone books for the names of religious stores in the area. Two of them were closed. We tried the third. When we got there, the only person in the store was an elderly man sitting by a table. In front of him was a large, beautifully carved chess set. We're police officers. My name's Friday. This is my partner, Jeannie Balabuti. Huh, pleased to see you. Come here in the middle of a big chess match. Uh, where's your partner? He's up in Jersey City. We've been playing for years. You've been playing the same match? No, just two or three months on this one. What I meant was we've been playing different matches for years. I see. You know, we do it through the mail. I send him a move. He sends me one. I must keep you on your toes. Except during the holidays. Mail gets all fiddled up. That's no good. I guess not. Slows things down, and that's no good. I'd like to catch him off guard. 
Uh, you Mr. Flavin? How'd you know? We never met. Your name's on the window out front. Uh, Mr. Flavin, we checked out the other two religious stores in this neighborhood, and they're closed. This is the best one anyway. 50% European items. We're checking the stores out around the mission church. For what? Statue of the baby Jesus. Do you have one we could look at? Well, sure. No, sir, a larger one. Uh, you don't want a larger one unless it's one for the church. That's where you want a larger one. Uh, could we see it, please? It's, it's not my place to butt in, but unless you live in a really big place, does it make your living room all a kilter? Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, do most of the people who go to the mission church trade here? Uh, yeah, a good many of them, especially the kids. Why the kids? More religious. Check on yourself. See if kids aren't more religious than you. Yeah, might be so. That's what's wrong with the world. Oh, I don't mean you're wrong with it. Everybody. Yes, sir. I uh, wonder if we could stick to the point, Mr. Flavin. Sure. A lot of people from the mission come in here. Do people ever come in and sell back religious articles? Uh, like a prayer book or rosaries? Yes, sir. Second hand, you mean? Yes, sir. Not since I've been around. It's kind of silly. Uh, why is it silly? People don't have religious articles, so they can't get rid of them. They have them so they can have them. But if a man had a statue and wanted to sell it, he'd come to a place like this. Uh, sure, but he wouldn't want to sell it. He would if it was stolen. No, sir. If a man was to steal a statue, he'd be crazy or something like that. The only place he'd want to go is where crazy people are. You may be right, Mr. Flavin. I don't know what you fellas are looking for, but if it's somebody who stole a statue, he's crazy and you won't find him here. You won't find him as long as you live. Or in a million years. That should cover it. We checked religious stores out as far as 77th. We asked the same questions. The owners gave us the same answers, but none of them were encouraging as Mr. Flavin. Gina and I had lunch reported back to the office. It was 1.30 p.m. when we started into the squad room. The captain was just coming in. Uh, hey, I just checked for you guys in the lunch room. We've been out on that theft of the baby Jesus. Uh, you may get some action on that Patterson case. They locate him? Uh, yeah, they think he's on the bus from Patterson. Well, that means the orange police. Uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. At that moment, a bright-eyed, bushy-tail-looking kid interrupted our meeting with Captain Bernardo. Are one of you fellas Sergeant Friday? Ah. Uh. He is. I'm Joe Hefferman. My father said you wanted to see me. Sit down, son. You didn't have to come in. The phone call would have worked. My father said to get over. He said that any kid that uses the phone is lazy. Uh, we want to ask you about something this morning. Tell me, Joe, did you uh, serve the six o'clock mass? Yes, sir. I'm the senior boy, so I get the six. Uh, you're the senior and you get the six, sir, uh, the early trick? Yes, sir. That way, if you receive communion, you get to have breakfast sooner. Father Rongingo said you think the uh, statue was there before Mass. I didn't look, but I have a feeling it was there. You know, how you have a feeling sometimes about something? 
But you're not really sure? Did you stay around long after the mass? I put out the candles and hung up by my surplus. How long would that take? Oh, about five minutes, maybe. Did any of the people at mass stay on? Some always do, especially ladies. Oh, uh, really? Maybe they don't finish on time, or, or else they start on new prayers. I don't know. Ah, uh, so when you left, there were still some women there? No, sir. That was at first. After I went back to the sacristy, there was only this one man. What man? He comes to the six o'clock all the time. Do you know his name? No, sir, but he works down on Olive, you know, the paint shop, where they paint signs. Ah, uh, could you describe him? Well, sort of medium. He was wearing a suit that didn't match. It didn't match? You know, different pants and coat. Ah, uh, how about his age? Oh, he's pretty old. Take a guess. Oh, about 40, maybe. There's nothing particular about him. So why did you notice him? I've seen him before. And the bundle, I guess. The bundle? Yeah, out in front. I saw him when he was coming out. He had this bundle, and he almost dropped it. How large was the bundle? Um, it's hard to say. Come on, son. Was it large or small? The size of a statue? Oh, about that big. We located the sign shop. The suspect didn't work there anymore, but we discovered his name was Claude Stroop. We found out where he lived. 2.25 p.m., we arrived there. It was a hotel for men, mostly old men, mostly down and outers. It was called the Golden Dream. Police officers, we're looking for Claude Stroop. Oh, I hope Claude did not get in any trouble. So do we. Is he in? Uh, no, he's got the room 307. You can check if you like. Uh, we'll take your word. Were you on this morning? Huh? Uh, did you have the uh, early shift? Uh, no, we don't have no shifts. My uncle owns this place. I am the shift. Did Stroop spend last night here? He came in about 11. When did he leave this morning? Oh, around 6, maybe. Maybe before. Did he come back after? Oh, he came back about 8 o'clock or so. Then he leaves. Supposed to be back at 10. Then he pulls this trick. What trick? Our program. He knows the other fellas need him. A program? Uh, yes, here at the hotel, every Christmas we have a program. Put up a tree and sing. They're mostly old fellas. Singing like that makes them remember back when there were these kids. Then Jimmy Finn comes in. Jimmy Finn? He shares number 409. His family once had a lot of money, so he tells the fellas about it. Stories about Christmas... How they had this big log and his grandfather used to start it up. And after dinner, everybody torn over his plate. And there underneath was a $20 gold piece. A brand new one. When Stroop came in this morning, did he have a bundle? I did not see him come in. Uh, you said you saw him. I saw him go out after, but not come in. When was that? Uh, eight. If you want to look for a bundle... I could give you his key. Nah, we don't have a warrant. It's all right. I know about policemen's. It's all right with me. It's not with us. I didn't mean that. I, I, I just mean it was all right with me. Oh, come all ye faithful.
Joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to bed. There were three old men. We couldn't tell how much better they would have been with Stroop singing the fourth part, but somehow you didn't care. This was Christmas at the Golden Dream, and it sounded fine. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. This is the last rehearsal. They got most of the songs done, Pat. Ah, yeah, sounds pretty good. Yes, but that's why it's a shame Claude isn't here. He's a tenor, and he, we need him to make it sound just right. Uh, does Stroop have a job? No, sir. He used to have jobs. Not much lately, though. Did he say where he was going? No, he should have. The fellas need him. Uh, when he comes in, will you call us? Uh, sure. And, uh... Not say anything to him? That's right. I hope it's nothing serious for Claude. A fellow's troubles ought to be over. Troubles? Uh, yes, a long time ago. Mm, it wouldn't count now. Well, uh, why don't you tell us anyway? I don't know much about it. As much as you know. Now, come on. It was something back when he used to live and he robbed somebody or something. What else? That's all. It was a long time ago, way far back, but he forgot all, the robbing and everything. No, not quite. Ah, uh, what? He remembered it this morning. We went back to the office and ran Stroop's name through R&I. If he'd been booked anywhere, we had no record of it, at least not under that name. 4.15 p.m. Pawn shop detail reported back. No object resembling the baby Jesus had been turned in. 4.18 p.m. I hung up the phone. Uh, hey, you twos. <laughs> Patterson's on that Patterson bus. I, I thought that was the orange one that had it. Uh, they were supposed to conform, but they didn't. Hop over to the station. What about Fanning and Pryor? They're still out. Well, I'll be back soon. When's the bus arrive? Uh, about six o'clock. Plenty of time for them to make it. Uh, there's more time for you. We're still on that theft. Uh, can it wait? No. What is it, then? $15 statue? Hey, Captain, since when does the price determine a case? Uh, I realize it's a church statue, but that doesn't give it any uh, priority. Uh, it's important to them, Captain. Joe and I promised to get it back. Uh, what do you got on it? Nothing much. Then why are you uh, being so big-hearted? It's Claude Stroop. He just walked into the hotel. He's our suspect. Hey, you guys. He'll keep. You could run him down tomorrow. No, nah, it'll be too late then. Uh, they'll need it for the first mass in the morning, Skipper. It's kind of a big thing for them. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I can't juggle details around so you guys can get the statue back. If there's time later on, we'll do our best. Yes, sir.
Uh, you guys better get over to the station. Yes, sir. Will you call Father Bologna's over at the mission? Oh, uh, why? Tell him we're too busy to work on that statue. But we'll do it later, tomorrow, or when we get a chance. Oh, uh, why can't you call him? Well, we better get over to the station. If Patterson's on that bus, we don't want to miss him. Oh, uh, hey, Friday. Yeah. Never mind, I can send Fanning and Pry over. You might as well stay on that uh, other thing. Okay, Captain. Whatever you say. Four forty three PM. We arrived at the Golden Dream Hotel. The desk clerk was right. Clyde Stroop looked like a man who'd had his troubles at bargain rates. Your name Clyde Stroop? Uh, yes, sir. Police officers, we'd like to talk to you. I didn't do anything against the law. Honest. I, I didn't do anything against it. You haven't been accused yet. Uh, we're going to have to take you downtown. Yeah, we'd like to talk to you, Claude. Uh, uh, no, sir. I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to talk to anybody. Grab him, Gino. Five fifteen p.m. We returned Stroop for interrogation. He kept his word. He refused to talk. Six oh five p.m. Frank called Faye. Told her he'd be a little bit late. Stroop didn't move for a whole hour. He sat and stared, but he didn't talk. 6.40 p.m. We got a final report from Pawn Shop Detail. The shops were closed. There was no statue. Stroop still hadn't talked. Uh, don't you ever want to go home, Stroop? Uh, if I was to talk, would you let me go home? Depends on what you'd say. I'd say it wrong and I wouldn't get home. You won't this way either. I'd like to go. You can bet on that. This is the seventh year we had the program and I've never missed a one. Not a single one. Ah. Why don't you tell us what happened, Stroop? Uh, would you like to let me go? You wouldn't. Well, I might as well anyway. All right. What happened? From mass on. Well... There was a mass. I came out and started down towards the hotel. Back up, Stroop. I left my stuff at the hotel, and then I picked up George George's car. I didn't steal it. He said I could have it any time I wanted. Only this time, I didn't ask him. I, I took it and started out. I should have asked, but I just didn't. I went over to Grand Avenue for the Christmas bulbs, where this fellow sells them on second hand. It was coming out of the lot, and then, then that I did it. Yeah, what did you do? The bumper must have caught the other car. I didn't leave too big of a dent, but there was this long scratch. I got out, and I, and I tried to wipe it off with my handkerchief, you know. I spit on it like, uh, only I didn't do it no good. I didn't think anybody saw me. I'll check uh, the auto records. Right. 
Stroke, we didn't bring you down here to talk about some car accident. Uh, you didn't? No. St- a statue of the baby Jesus. Uh, you, you mean I took it? You took a bundle out of the church. He's clear at the auto records. Go on home, Stroop. For the program? You mean it's all right? Good night, Stroop. Good night. Merry Christmas. Well, Joe, what are we going to do now? Uh, I don't know. We'd stay and work on it tonight. It wouldn't do any good. We won't find it. Uh, you're right. I don't think so. No use kidding the priest. He'll just build up his hopes. Might as well go tell him now. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Seven twenty-seven p.m. We found Father Buccinini. Gino told him how it was. We couldn't get the statue back by morning, and then we'd keep trying during the week. He said he understood. We told him we had to get on. As Gino and I started to leave, the doors at the main entrance to the church opened. It was a good 200 feet away. It was hard to be sure, but it looked like a small boy drawing a bright red wagon behind him. He got closer. You could see he was no bigger than a pint of milk. He was a luminous-eyed little Mexican boy with a face as young as yesterday. The priest seemed to notice. Ah, uh, Paquito, is that you? In the back of the wagon was the missing statue of the baby Jesus. He picked it up gently and walked up to the priest. Padre Rojas! He just stood there, looking up at Father Rojas. Oh, it's Paco Mendoza, a boy from the parish. Ask him where he found it, Father. Danido les dos rastreses? Eh, no, oh, no le encuentre lo coja esta mañana. He didn't find it. He took it. Why? Por qué? E todos dos las poquito rezo por un comienzo rojo. Esta auto poquito le rezo. El niño Jesús. Y promo el niño Jesús el primer viara y mi comienzo through the years, he's prayed for a red wagon. This year, he prayed to the child Jesus. He promised that if he got the wagon, the child Jesus would have the first ride in it. Ventra el diablo para poquito. He wants to know if the devil will come and take him to hell. Yeah, that's your department, father. No el diablo. Jesus ama poquito mucho. We crossed over to the sanctuary. With the help of Father Rojinos, the young boy replaced the infant Jesus in its rightful place, the crib in the nativity scene. Gino and I could have been wrong, but the small plaster statue seemed to approve. Mary, Joseph, the wise men, Gaspard, Melchiah, Balthamar, the old shepherd, the young shepherd, the peasants, they all seemed to approve. My son, vuelve a tu casa poquito. The priest told the boy to go home, took hold of his wagon, started the long walk out of the church. There wasn't much we could say. There wasn't much to say. 
We just stood there and watched him go. Halfway up, he turned to look back. Then he went on out. Uh, I don't understand how he got that wagon today. Don't kids wait for Santa Claus anymore? It isn't from Santa Claus. The firemen fix old toys and give them to new children. Paquito's family, they're poor. Are they, Father? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Flex Hotpeck. I play Sergeant Joe Friday on tonight's show. I hope you enjoyed the program as much as we enjoyed performing it for you. I'd like to take a minute to thank the fine folks who make it possible to bring you Dragnet every Friday night. Chesterfield Cigarettes, the cigarette with the mild tobacco taste and mild tobacco flavor. I've been a Chesterfield man for years. There's nothing more enjoyable to light one up during the break here at the studio. And believe me, with the morons I work with here, there are many breaks. Also, I would like to thank the good folks at Old Granddad Whiskey Company. I like to head home after a tough day behind the microphone and pour myself two or three highballs of Old Granddad. Sometimes I head on over to Delmonico's Chop Shop and get a big, thick steak smothered in onions. Old Granddad and Chesterfields are also on my menu. Sometimes, if I've had too many, I call the right guy. The right guy will get you and your car home safe at a very reasonable cost. It wouldn't be good for Sergeant Friday to get stopped for drunk driving now, would it? If you're seeing double, don't take a chance. Call the right guy. This is Flex Hotpack saying good night and good luck.